Do you need a new or optimized website for your indoor playground or soft play rental business? Well, we now have a team of professional web designers ready to help you bring your vision to life. Our designs marry your aesthetic with what's been proven to work time and time again in this industry. And since we only work with play-based business owners, we have designing high converting websites that can be a complete game changer for your revenue and income down to a science. And we make it really affordable. Head to the show notes for example sites and pricing information. And yes, you can get the professional yet beautiful website of your dreams on the website platform of your choice for less than $800. You can even book a free call with our web design team if you have questions or want to talk about your specific needs. If you want us to, we'll even do all of your tech setup and software integrations so you don't have to lift a finger. We look forward to helping you convert your vision into reality and in turn, convert more browsers into buyers. Head to the show notes for all of our web design information. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Hey, Playmakers. Welcome back. It's me, your host, Michelle Caruana. And Cutting right to the chase, something that I've always found to be true as a business owner is that the stronger I'm able to end a year, the more powerful my launch into the new year is. So in that spirit, even though we're still in the first half of December, technically, I wanted to give you some action items to be sure you complete before the end of the year. Now, I know you're busy. You're probably juggling running your play space, attending all of your kids' holiday events, buying and wrapping presents, maybe hosting family, who knows? So we aren't going to shoot for the stars here. I'm not here expecting you to hunker down for 48 straight hours and map out every single event for the following year because that's likely just not going to happen. So let's call this episode the 100% realistic and doable end of year checklist for indoor playground owners, shall we? All right, number one, schedule end-of-year employee reviews. Now, there is a reason why I put schedule employee reviews on the list and not complete year-end employee reviews. The holidays can be a crazy time for everyone, not just for us as business owners. So if you're feeling like you just can't commit to dedicating enough time and energy to evaluating your team the right way, or if you're finding it hard to get on your employees' schedule, at least get them on the calendar for January. This way, your team will know that they have a date on the horizon where they will be listened to and heard without all the chaos and distractions of December. Because we already are halfway through December again, right? And if you haven't scheduled your employee reviews yet, chances are you're not going to be able to squeeze them in. And if you do try to squeeze them in, you're probably going to be doing yourself and your team a disservice. So I want you now, again, this if this isn't something that you've accomplished already, I want you to at least get each of your employees scheduled for January. This way, your team will know that they have a date on the horizon, right? It's tangible, where they'll be able to be listened to and heard without all the chaos and distractions of December. 
Because again, we're already almost halfway through December. So if you haven't scheduled your employee reviews yet, chances are you're not going to be able to squeeze them in. And if you do try to, again, squeeze them in last minute, you're probably doing yourself, your team, and your entire business a disservice. So if this isn't something you already have on your calendar, I want you to at least get each of your employees scheduled for January. But next year, you may want to do a bit of pre-planning and instead maybe work on completing these reviews in October or November, right? Because now you know December is just so hectic and crazy. So for us in New York, October usually begins our busy indoor play season. So I appreciated the opportunity to sit down with each of my team members ahead of our busy season and address any issues, close any gaps in training or in our procedures that were brought up in the reviews. And I preferred to head into our busy season feeling confident that we could deliver the best possible experience for our customers and our clients because I knew my team was already taken care of. And if raises are something that you tend to give during reviews, doing so ahead of the holiday season might result in that extra boost in morale that is so needed around the holidays, which can also boost work performance, and it might even help you avoid the nightmare scenario of a team member walking out during the critical months of November or December because they're feeling undervalued or underappreciated or because you didn't address any of your procedure or training issues ahead of time, right, before things got really hectic. So if you want some tips in completing your employee reviews in a productive and insightful way, head to episode 250 of the Profitable Play Podcast. And if you are a Playmaker Society member, I've provided you with the full template for employee reviews that you can tweak and download to make this particular to-do list item that much easier as always. And by the way, I'm gonna be referencing a lot of other episodes and resources throughout this episode. So I've linked a blog post in the show notes and it has the entire transcript of this audio as well as all relevant links. So again, if you don't have a pen or if you're driving or you're a little bit distracted, maybe you're cooking or folding laundry, again, head to the blog post in the show notes. It's going to give you everything you need to ensure that you're actually able to execute the steps that I lay out throughout this episode. All right, number two, complete a safety and compliance check. So back in episode 150 of this podcast, We talked about our liability as business owners and whether or not our waivers would actually hold up in court and shield us from claims and legal action, which can just be so hairy and you really want to avoid that if at all possible. And one of the key points I made in that episode was that if an injury or accident happened as a result of negligence by you as the owner, you will likely face a claim. So what constitutes negligence? Well, this is something to definitely double check with your insurance company, but typically speaking, negligence refers to the failure of an owner to exercise a reasonable level of care and safety precautions to protect patrons while on their premises. Owners of brick and mortar facilities like ours have a duty of care to ensure that their facilities are safe for use and negligence may occur if they do not properly maintain equipment, adequately supervise activities, or address potential hazards. 
So let's get into some examples because that was a lot of legal mumbo jumbo. So if one of your playhouses has a nail sticking out, and I know this definitely happened to us with our lily put playhomes, a lot of times we would get these nails pop up and we would put like duct tape over them, but that's a band-aid that is not a proper long-term solution because if that tape gets ripped off and somebody steps on a nail or trips over it, or a lot of times it would be just the nail head, so not the sharp part, but the nail head would get stuck in somebody's sock and they trip. So again, that's something to look out for. Or if a floorboard is sticking up, causing people to trip, or if you tend to mop the floor without having a wet floor sign, or if some wiring isn't covered properly, or if your giant shoe rack or party supply cabinet isn't properly anchored to the wall and can tip over on someone, these are all examples of negligence that could result in a big lawsuit against you and your company. Most insurances require or at least recommend these regular checks, so make some time off hours and walk through your entire facility. Make note of any issues and create a plan to get them corrected. As soon as possible, preferably, but January at the absolute latest. Because electricians and contractors and handymen, they typically get super busy in January, so it's best to get on their calendar ahead of time. This is also the time to ensure that you have adequate safety and emergency procedures in place and that your staff is properly trained on them. So if you had to hire a couple new people to accommodate your busy season, this is the time to make sure that you go back and close any of those gaps in their training. So if you need some tips on emergency and safety procedures, go back and listen to episode 77 of this podcast. And you may also want to do a food allergy safety audit which I detail in episode 106. All right, checklist item number three, evaluate and clear out inventory. Now, back when my dad was working at a candy manufacturer, their year-end inventory was this big, huge thing. He would dread it for weeks, if not months, and it would require dozens and dozens of people working like 15-hour days in the factory. And again, it was this massive undertaking. So I had this big mental block against taking an accurate inventory every single year. But the good news is that it doesn't have to be this way, so don't let this scare you. Yes, of course, you want to make sure that you have an accurate valuation of your inventory and make sure that's updated in your business plan, and you want to make sure that all of your accounting reporting is up to date. But what I want you to do, again, before December is over, is to simply take note and record all of your retail items, especially that you have on hand, and do a clearance sale for items that undersold or you just want out so that you can make room for new items. It's going to be much easier to move these items during the holidays when people are looking for last minute gifts that they can pick up locally especially. So this is something you want to do before those wallets tighten back up come January. So in episode 143, I shared a creative and cost-effective way to do this with a live social media sale. So if you want to move some inventory really quickly and easily, go back and listen to episode 143 and do the same thing for your supplies. So if you have a ton of one flavor left over and it's going to expire shortly, for example, or if it's just not something that people ask for on a regular basis, run a drink special that uses that flavor. I love going into the new year with clean and organized shelves and a simplified space. And the first step to achieving that 
is to clear out the old before we go in with the new. All right, checklist item number four, reward your best customers. Now, I recently talked about this in episode 254, but now is a great time to do an exclusive sale rewarding those who have supported you all year long. So maybe that's a sale only for your email subscribers. So you can tease on Instagram or Facebook that, hey, if you want to take advantage of this sale or if you want access, sign up for our email list. Or maybe it's a member-only sale. Again, maybe annual memberships, which is what I talked about in episode 254. Or maybe it's a sale emailed to your birthday party clients for the year, possibly incentivizing them to rebook. So whatever this looks like for you, try to show gratitude to those who had your back all of 2023, and you will be much more likely to continue developing those relationships in the new year. All right, checklist item number five, give back to your community. So speaking of giving back and showing gratitude, I always try to do at least one big thing each holiday season to also show gratitude to our community. So maybe it would be a community baby shower like I talk about in episode 121, or maybe it would be saying yes to contributing to or sponsoring an event in our area, or maybe it could be sending employees to go take care of some angel trees and shop for those in need or making donations to clear out our inventory instead of doing a clearance event. Again, allow this to be aligned with your business values and the resources you have available. Just make sure it's top of mind, especially this time of year, and especially with the economy the way it is. It doesn't have to be complicated or overly expensive. You could also dedicate your time or your team member's time. But do save your receipts for a tax time for anything you do contribute because it's going to come in handy. All right. Checklist item number six, make that business investment. So speaking of taxes, if you are sitting on a nice profit for the year or any profit, now might be a great time to make that investment that you've been considering since it will reduce your tax obligation when you go to file for the year. And I want to be very clear here. I am not telling you to go crazy and spend money haphazardly. In fact, I created an entire episode about why doing that would be a major mistake. So if you want to listen to that episode, if you're getting a little itch and you have some holiday money burning in your pocket, go back and listen to episode 111 before you go blowing all that profit. Having said that, if there is a strategic purchase that you are already considering, maybe it's soft play equipment so that you can expand into mobile events and do more parties every single year. Or maybe it's an online course on how to do really fancy balloon art. Or maybe it's investing in a new high converting website. This may be the perfect time of year to pull the trigger. Just double check with your accountant or profit strategist first or check your profit first calculations if you are a DIYer. And if you're not familiar with profit first, it's something that I talk about all the time on this podcast, I've interviewed several Profit First professionals, but basically it's a system slash book created by Mike Michalowicz. I cannot recommend it enough. So if you are looking to make a personal development or business development purchase before the end of the year, add that book to your list. It's really going to help you decide if that business investment is actually going to move your business forward or if it's just a money pit. All right, checklist item number seven, 
tax prep, and profit planning. Again, it's mid-December, so I am not expecting you to get all of your books in order right now, especially if it's something that you've been neglecting this year, which, I mean, to be honest, is so true for so many busy brick-and-mortar business owners. So if you want to turn this off because this is something that you've placed on the back burner, just know that you are not alone. However, what I would do is choose an accounting system like QuickBooks or FreshBooks or something like that. Choose a system to help you if you haven't yet. And I would schedule a meeting with your tax accountant that should take place as soon as possible after the new year. Again, this is especially important if you haven't been keeping clear financials or reporting throughout the year. Tax accountants get extremely busy come March and April, so you want to get on their January calendar if possible. That way, if they give you any homework or reconciling work to do, you have plenty of time before you actually need to file. And do not even think of doing your business taxes by yourself, especially if you have employees. There are really big negative consequences if you get something wrong. It's much more complicated than filing as an individual, so just keep that in mind. This is definitely something that you want to source to a professional. And when you book that appointment, ask them if there's a software that they use or recommend or if you need to do any prep work before your appointment. I personally know that my books, it was something that kept me up many, many nights. So at least having a clear plan about how I was going to tackle my taxes, that went a long way when it came to my mental health, especially when it felt like I was already stretched thin. So again, get that appointment on the calendar, get all of your homework situated so you know, okay, In December, I need to do this. In January, I need to do this. In February, I need to do this. The more time you give yourself, the less stressful it's going to be and the better your return is probably going to be because, again, you have that time to reconcile or sort out any differences. All right, checklist item number eight is report generation. I don't know about you, but these last two weeks of the year, I am just not feeling super creative. And I just know myself and I know I'm not going to create anything big and new and major. However, I don't mind curling up with a blanket and some Christmas cookies and doing some mindless admin work as my kids watch the same Christmas movie for the 100th time. My kids are big Nightmare Before Christmas fans right now. So take advantage of that and run your reports for the year as you hang out on the couch Maybe your accountant gave you some homework. Maybe you want to look at how much your social channels have grown and look at the engagement reports. Maybe you want to analyze some of your business's key performance indicators or KPIs so that when you go to set goals, which we will talk about in a moment, they're actually accurate and meaningful. Now, every business will have its own set of KPIs, and this is something I teach inside of Play Cafe Academy. And in that program, I actually provide an entire list of key performance indicators that I recommend tracking. But an example is average spend per visit. Knowing how much you can expect a family to spend when they visit your facility can help you make better, more data-driven marketing decisions because you know what you can spend, right, to get people in the door and still enjoy a positive return on investment if you know what they're going to be spending once you get those people in the door. And you, it can also help you identify growth opportunities. 
So for example, if your average spend per visit is low and you wanna make more money from every single visit, you might wanna add a cafe to your offerings or prepackaged snacks or expand your retail selection or give your employees a better upselling script. Again, in Play Cafe Academy, I teach my members to divide their business processes into four categories. And this is another Mike Michalowicz special, but we divide our key performance indicators into attract, convert, collect, and deliver. So pretty much anything you do in your business can fall into one of those categories. So for example, attracting might be getting someone to follow you on Instagram or posting an Instagram story to advertise a sale or a special that you're having. Convert might be how you actually get that person to go from curious to customer. So that's going to take place on your website, right? Your sales page, your user experience. Collect for that example would be, okay, how are you actually going to take payment? How are you going to book that service? How are you going to get them on the calendar, right? Those types of logistics. And then deliver is going to be, okay, how are you actually going to execute that? So if somebody signed up for a class, how are you going to deliver it in a way that gives somebody an amazing experience and encourages them to continue rebooking more and more classes? So again, the four categories of business processes are attract, convert, collect, and deliver. And in each of those categories, again, I provide Play Cafe Academy members with a list of KPIs to track. Whatever reporting matters for your business, this is a great time of year to just mindlessly crank out those numbers while Hallmark is playing in the background. All right, checklist item number nine, marketing analysis. So speaking of reporting, now's also a great time to evaluate which marketing channels impacted your business the most this past year so that you can make better decisions moving into the new year, right? Something I always say that is so often overlooked in business is that it's really important to do more of what's working and less of what's not. And that might seem like a duh thing to say, but I promise you I consult with indoor playground owners every single day who are just like married to a particular platform, right? Like maybe they are so determined to post on Instagram three times a day and they are just dead set on getting 10,000 followers or something like that. But then we'll actually look at the numbers and we'll see, hey, you know, Instagram actually isn't really contributing to sales and like 80% of their followers are peers or people in adjacent industries or people that aren't even in their local area. So they're attracting the wrong people, their messaging might be a little bit off, and maybe people on Instagram just aren't as likely to convert into customers. And then when we'll look at their email statistics, we'll say, wow, you know, every single time you sent an email, you made $500. Or, wow, look at all of these people who ended up booking parties actually subscribed to your email newsletter about a week before they ended up making that booking. So Right, So these are the kind of patterns that we want to really look at so that we can do more of what's working and less of what's not and kind of remove the emotion out of it and kind of, you know, allow ourselves to break free of what we think we should be doing as business owners because I promise you the data is there. The information is there. You just have to know how to look at it. Now, this might be a tough one, again, if you don't have your business's key performance indicators identified, but this is another place where you don't necessarily need to get super fancy. Think about your customer journey. How are people finding you? How are you best attracting them? 
how quickly after finding you do browsers become buyers and how what does that process look like? Are most of your best customers coming from search engines, social media, ads, right? There are so many ways to figure this out and so many different ways to look at this data. So if you've never spent the time to really figure out which channels are having the biggest impact on your bottom line and not just your emotions, now's a great time to dive in. And if you're in Playmaker Society, this is something that we look at all the time and especially at the end of the year. All right, checklist item number 10, wrapping this one up, is goal setting. And I actually have an entire episode coming up about this at the end of the month, so hang tight. But I want you to at least start thinking about areas where you want to improve in the new year as you move through this month. And if it helps, go back to those four business process categories, right? Attract, convert, collect, and deliver. And this does not have to be just business-related. You should be setting personal and relationship goals as well. All right, I think I gave you enough homework for today. There is plenty to do before we start reflecting and goal-setting. So we are going to wrap this up on that little cliffhanger, and I'm going to meet you right back here in your feed on Wednesday. All right, have a great day, Playmakers. And as always, If you enjoyed this episode, if you found it really useful, the best way that you can show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. See you Wednesday.